Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enter it now. All right, back on the Eddie and Rocky show. It's good to be back. I've had a weird 24 hours, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But here with Jason Williams, Eddie back. Eddie, it's great to uh, it's great to be back with you. And I'm breaking down what happened yesterday, and I'm not even halfway through. Yeah, I'm just glad everyone. I'm glad everything's everything everything's good. cool. Everything's safe. Yeah. I don't know what Rock said yesterday, but yeah, everything's all good. So let's get to our usual Friday activity. Let's talk to this fella, Richard Skinner, Skinny. Now I saw that I, this fall. This fell right into what I wanted to do today. Jason's column today was talking about report card for the Bengals at the halfway point, at the midterms, shall we say. And uh, let's get your take on it. I like report cards. I, 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 I kind of like my report card for the most part back in the day. Although I, I will say this, my last semester of college, <laughs> I got all my credit hours, but I somehow made a 1.8 and got out. It was, my, it was my final semester. I just wanted to get in and get out, and I got my 1.8 and got out. You know, Skinny, I did the same thing. There was one class I took my second semester of uh, senior year, and I went like three times. And one time I walked in and I said, there's a test today? And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I ran out of the room. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think I did that in my biology class my last year. And I was I was a journalism major, but I had to take two biology classes my oh, last yeah. two semesters. And Me too. I dreaded the daylights out of that thing. Woo. All right, well, let's give the Bengals your report card here at the uh, halfway point. Um, I did a coaching grade. I didn't do an overall grade, but if you go position, or, or at least uh, let's go group by group, offense, defense, coaching, um, the offense probably deserves a B minus, the, the defense an A minus, and the coaching staff a B minus, or maybe even a B, where I give Lou Anarumo an A minus and Zach Taylor and the offensive staff a C to a C plus. I think it speaks to the inconsistency of the offense. You know, the defense honestly has been great. Um, you know, they went the first seven games without allowing a field goal in the, or without allowing a touchdown rather in the second half. The last two games, you know, I can excuse the Monday night loss in, in Cleveland because Kobe Wuzier got hurt late in the first half, and then they gave up 24 points after his injury. This last game, they gave up 21 points in the second half, but wow. that was complete garbage time. Well, it was sure. 35 nothing at the half. Yeah, and that was that was that. Other than that, they've given up. 20 points or less to six of their first nine opponents. So that part deserves an A minus, and they've dealt with injuries and they've done that. The offense, that's the good part. Their they're, they're first semester grade, if you will, of a B minus for me, and I, I can't wait to hear Jason because I saw it, but I want to hear him. Um, their first half grade of B minus to me is the one that you go, you underachieved, son. Let's do better. You can get an A in the second half, and I think they can. Yeah, I went. Uh, that, that's good stuff, Skinny. I went A minus as well in my column today on Cincinnati.com for the defense. Uh, really, no qualms there. And I even said they've. You could say uh, that they've played the way they've played. This team could be eight and one if they had uh, a little right. bit of offense. I mean, they kept this team in, uh, in in every game except that Cleveland game. And all right, whatever. Uh, I went. I went. Uh, 
I went C for the offense, and I thought I was even being a little too kind because I think this team right now is uh, – I, I think they're staring down. I, I'm, I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying, and I told you just the other day in the press box, I'm a little down on this team. And uh, I, I, know, I, yeah. I don't – I just don't think they're – I think they're incredibly underachieving right now. And when you go back through and look at this first half, like they should have beaten Baltimore, they should have beaten Pittsburgh, they should have beaten Dallas. Okay, you're gonna, it's the NFL. You're gonna, um, you know, you're gonna lose one of those, but they're gonna look back. I'm, I'm afraid, and they're gonna look and see. Ooh, you know what? While the schedule was the easy part of the schedule, quote unquote, we probably should have taken advantage of uh, of winning those close games against Pittsburgh and at least one of those other games. Uh, I gave the coaching a C. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, specifically Zach Taylor. Maybe I should have been more clear about that uh, because I think, like you said, Lou Anarumo's cl- uh, unit has done fantastic. Well, you were talking about that Baltimore game. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I said, I, I said the Baltimore game alone. Let's just sit here and say if if they hadn't have had those you know just head scratching plays there in that goal line stand, they win that game. And how much different are we? Talking oh. about the Bengals right now at six and three with a win over sort of their chief competition right. in a division versus eh, kind of a meh five and four. I mean, I think yeah. that that well, makes a huge difference right there. Yeah, no question because you're right. I mean, six and three at that point, you would own the tiebreaker edge at that point with Baltimore. Now, even if you come back and let's just say you sweep the second half of this uh, divisional portion of it, which will be hard, but let's just say you do that. You know, even at that point, Baltimore is going to probably wind up with a better divisional record with, than you are at four and two, probably. Yep. So, yeah, that was the one that was the the complete. That that's the one that really could come back to bite you from a divisional perspective. Now, I will say to your point, Jason, of the underachieving, and I don't disagree with you. Obviously, I said you know B minus because they've been wildly inconsistent. Underachieving to me though means you you have potential to do better, right? And I think that's the part to me that would be encouraging is you have potential to do better. There were some encouraging signs against Carolina. Now, the other part to this, I could argue, go crunch numbers, anybody. I mean, they're 3-0 against the NFC South, scoring 35 points per game. They're 2-4 uh, they're and four otherwise, scoring 20 points per game. So is that the fact that you've just dominated three really bad teams from the yep. NFC South? And it probably is. But I think to your point of underachieving, I, I don't like underachieving, but I like underachieving more than I like you're just not good enough. And I think that point of underachieving is, there is potential to be better. You just have to be better, and that's obviously easier said on a radio show than it is done. But do you like? Well, again, I know you don't like. Like, I don't think anyone likes it. Um, but to underachieved and really sort of the the again, kind of the the easier. And I know none of it's easy, but the sort of the easier part no, of the schedule. No, easier, sure. And most of these, there's a ton of sites out there that are, are saying this is a you know top two, three toughest remaining schedule are the Bengals. The Bengals are in that top three no, if not on pretty much toughest. anyone's yeah. list who's, who does those kinds of things and looks at schedule, strength of schedule. And, you know, I look at that I look at that schedule right now, and I put this in my column today on Cincinnati.com as well, sort of looking at the second half. Or the second half. And right now I see, I see two definite wins. Uh, you know, you think the magic number is five. You look at last year, there was only one team right, in the AFC right. that got in with nine wins. Everyone else had ten plus. Right. So you really probably need to get to ten wins. So I see two definite wins, and that's against Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I don't, I, definite's not yep. the right word, um, but I think no, those, but are, those are the like. I yes. call them like I would likely. put them in the likely, unlikely, right. and 
toss-up category. And again, this and I see two losses: Kansas City and Buffalo. However, Buffalo, Josh Allen's elbow. We'll see how that plays out. And then I think all those other ones are toss-ups, and they could really go uh, either way. And again, you could probably look at all these games and say, "Oh, they're all they could all go either way." But you know, there there are no. There's only one N- an NFC South team left on the schedule, and that's Tampa Bay, which is probably the, the best road. team on the road <laughs> in that in that crap division. But you know, there are no more real easy games, so to speak, uh, on this schedule. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, you you have to beat Pittsburgh coming out of the bye. Yeah, you do. You're right. You have to beat you have to beat Cleveland when you know it's Deshaun Watson. He's got to have a ton of rust on him. I'll disagree with you a little bit on Kansas City because they've won the last two games, but you know that's 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 not by wide margins by any stretch. You can't say they own Kansas City at this stage of the game, but I'll put that more in the toss up category. But you're right. I mean, everything else is a toss-up. Josh Allen's arm and elbow is, is certainly a factor and could factor in. Yeah. Um, but that's still a long way away. I mean, it may be a week or two that yeah. he has to sit out and not play, but it may be fine by the time they play in early January. We're talking almost two months from now, but you're right. But you know what? You know, I looked at the, at, at the thing last year. You know, they came out of the bye having to play a Raiders team that eventually made the playoffs. A Denver team that at the time was actually really good. Not really like good. And, and certainly great defensively. You know, Kansas City was in that portion of it. They got a little bit lucky with Baltimore because of the injuries, but Baltimore was was a part of that. And they they did a they did a great job. And, and you know, even the San Francisco game, a San Francisco team that made the playoffs, they they probably should have won that, lost in overtime, but they were right in it. So they you know they 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 do. It feels like this is almost the same spot as last year, almost to a to a T of a lot of question marks still left, showing some really good signs at times, some really bad signs at times. Um, I guess the good part is you do get DJ Reader back from injury. You yeah. will eventually get Jamar Chase back from injury. You think the bad part is, and, and I did a kind of a first half look back of a, a lot of different categories, Jason, the column I did yeah, yeah. at local12.com. And one of them was, you know, the defensive MVP in my mind was Shinobi Awuji. Go look at his numbers. Yep. They're ridiculous. I mean, teams are only complete 38% of their passes, out for the 230 season. yards against him. His passing rate against his 53 and out for the season. And that is a big, exactly. big deal because he was a guy you, he was a shutdown guy. Well, you're right, and and I think you know the thing, the difference between five and four last year and five and four this year are the injury. Yeah. They didn't have injuries last year. Correct. They didn't have the toughest right. schedule right. down the stretch this year. They've got injuries and they got a tough schedule. I think it's going to be fun. I think you know. I think we're really going to see. Uh, uh, you know, like let's see what let's see what Joe Burrow can do because it all comes back to him, <laughs> fair or not. Everything goes back to the quarterback, hey, and man, let's see if he can carry this your team. team. Put it on your back. Exactly. No, and I'll leave you with this. I mean, I, I crunched numbers because he was obviously the first half MVP, in my opinion. It is crazy. In the in the five wins, he's, he's completing 73% of his passes, 309 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions. In wow. the four losses, he's completing 66%, which is still remarkable, mind you. But for only 246 yards a game, six touchdowns, and six interceptions. Mm. So does it wow. fall on Joe Burrow? It sure as heck does. Yep. All Great right. Stuff. Skinny, with that, we'll let you go, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks, hey, you. guys, have a great week. All right. Take care. Cheers. Uh, we go to traffic now. Rob, what is going on? Blow on the roads from the UC Health Traffic Center. Lung cancer screening save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. An overturned vehicle is blocking the northbound side of the AA Highway 
between 709 and Alexandria Pike. You can use Alexandria Pike as an alternate route. Things are very, very slow in the area. There's an accident blocking the left lane of northbound 71's ramp to the Norwood Lateral, a broken down North 71 on the ramp to Martin Luther King, and accidents westbound 70 at, or westbound 50 rather at 3rd Street entering Fort Washington Way, northbound Coleraine Avenue at Blue Rock, and Coleraine Avenue north of the Ronald Reagan. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from a 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Scattered showers still possible. The low of 34 for tomorrow. Uh, clouds, morning rain with maybe some snow showers mixed in. The high of 37. It's 57 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Some served from the deck of a ship or a cockpit or behind a computer screen. But all swore an oath to protect our nation and our way of life. On this Veterans Day, we thank you. 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions per... We are so proud to offer... Genesis Vice President David Cooper. With over 250 watches in stock, the selection is unparalleled anywhere. All the Submariners, the Hulks, the Root Beer GMTs, Pepsis, Coca-Colas, Day Dates, Sky Dwellers, Deep Seas, James Cameron models. We feel so honored at Genesis to be able to offer this to the public. If you've dreamed of wearing the premier name and timepieces, you need to get to Genesis Diamonds and try on your love. Luxury pre-owned Rolex. Every single watch is third-party authenticated, and we only purchase the top conditions available. Pristine timepieces, handpicked by the most careful buyers. Men's and ladies' watches with special financing options also available. Up to five years, zero percent. Come and find the luxury pre-owned Rolex you deserve exclusively at Genesis Diamonds on Montgomery Road. Missed filling up before gas prices went up? Get UDF's low price lock with U-Drive. All right, back on the Eddie and Ron. So, Jason, I want I want to ask our guest, our Derek Dennis from ABC News. Derek, what in the living hmm is going on <laughs> with, with Twitter? Yeah, it really is anybody's guess here. Uh, this is just two weeks after uh, Elon Musk took over as CEO, and there have been. Uh, mass layoffs. Half of the global workforce has been laid off. That's uh, roughly half of 7,500 employees. Uh, there's been a back and forth over Twitter verification, whether they're paying for $8 blue check marks or going with a, grew, uh, a, a gray check mark to prove you're verified. Uh, that's been back and forth. And then the latest is Elon Musk was heard on an audio recording obtained by ABC News talking to employees, uh, ending their remote work option abruptly and basically saying, if you don't like it, today's your last day, end of story. And then saying he's not trying to uh, speed up the attrition of the company, but he believes Twitter has too many workers and he believes the, the workforce is bloated. Uh, and he invites anybody to disagree with him if they dare. And so and that's on top of a number of top executives either being fired or quitting and a lot of celebrities and big name people just ending yeah, their association dropping. with Twitter, de deactivating their accounts. And so when you ask what's going on with Twitter, uh, it's just turmoil. And is it true? Because I saw a thing because um, everything on Twitter is true. Um, that um, he, he suggested that 
people better get used to working eighty hour weeks or some such. I, is that true? Yeah, I mean the, the the workers that are left, he's basically saying that he wants more productivity out of them, and it could include a, a very long work week of eighty hours or something like that. Uh, he's basically putting his workforce on notice again, the ones that are left, uh, that he wants a lot more work uh, and no remote work option. He believes that people are are better workers when they are in person. Uh, He said that on the audio recording. And so uh, this is just really just rattled investors. And then then the, to top it all off, uh, at the end of this recording, he basically suggested uh, bankruptcy could be in the works. Um, now, Elon Musk has hinted at bankruptcy before for his other companies like Tesla. It never really happened. Uh, so it's unclear whether he's just making that threat, floating the idea or what. But uh, that's rattling investors as well today. Derek, can you talk a little too more about this whole verif- verifying thing? And Right. You know, I remember uh, I worked for the, the Gannett company, Cincinnati Inquirer is my full-time job, Cincinnati.com. And you know, the whole getting like the blue check mark and verified had to go through your company and you had to have like your, your company email attached to it. And I think you even at one time had to, as part of your Twitter bio, you know, list your, your company in the Twitter bio. So there was like all these kind right. of layers. And now I'm seeing things like, uh, you know, these, these, there are companies that you think they're companies and they're getting verified well they're they're parodies of companies right getting verified like there was a really right. weird one today or was it yes it was today i guess and it looks literally i'm looking at it here and it looks like it's from tesla tesla uh and it's at tesla real is the twitter handle well they put out something pretty insensitive about 9-11 on their twitter and it turns out that's a parody that's not actually oh there's tesla. a lot of that right what is going on so there with that so there's been a barrage of fake accounts, bot accounts that have uh, tried to get on Twitter and have successfully gotten on Twitter just in the last two weeks since Elon Musk took over. What happened was uh, Musk floated the idea of having users pay $8 a month for their blue check marks. Mm-hmm. That hasn't gone over so well. And so then he rolled out uh, a gray verification badge uh, that uh, users would have to pay for instead. That didn't go over well. So then the whole system got temporarily rolled back. And in that rollback, it allowed for a lot of these fake accounts to just run roughshod over Twitter. And and so Twitter workers are now having to work overtime just to flag these fake accounts, all because Elon Musk sort of had a bumpy rollout of what he wanted to do, which was a good idea to try to control fake accounts, bot accounts. I mean, he's railed against it even before he took over Twitter. I don't think anyone disputes that. It's just been a bumpy rollout on how to do it and whether users should have to pay for it. And in the meantime, these fake accounts have just gotten through. All right. With that, Derek Dennis, we'll let you go, man. Thanks so much. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Derek. Uh, Good luck. It is an absolute mess. Uh, Coming up, we got John Matarese. Don't waste your money, but now what's going on with traffic? Rob. From the UC Health Traffic Center. Lung cancer screenings save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 
lung. Crews continue to work on an overturned vehicle that's blocking the northbound side of the double A between 709 and Alexandria Pike. You can use Alexandria Pike as your workaround in that area. Expect delays. There's an accident on Hamilton Avenue's entrance ramp to westbound 275, an accident westbound 50 at 3rd Street entering Fort Washington Way, and an accident that has Clough Pike closed both directions east of 8 Mile. That's near the Claremont County line and some congestion in that area as well. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Scattered showers still possible. The low of 34 for tomorrow. Uh, clouds, morning rain with maybe some snow showers mixed in. The high of 37. It's 57 now. News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Verdict with Ted Cruz. This is Ben Ferguson. And this is Ted Cruz. Together we do our pod. W233BG Cincinnati. Right back with Eddie and Jason Williams in for Rock today. I'm not sure where Rock is off to now. I forget. But I knew last week he was uh, he was in Boston, Boston College, calling the Friday night game. I don't know if he's Friday night this week or Saturday. Well, he's, he's tomorrow. He is tomorrow. Okay. Um, well, on Wednesday night he was in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. That's right. But it's our usual Friday thing. Always around about this time, we talked to our good friend John Matteries. Don't waste your money, WCPO 9 News. And, Johnny, what are we talking about here? Well, how about going back to Toys R Us and being a Toys R Us kid again? What do you think? What are they, I don't want to grow up. Are they bringing back Jeffrey the <laughs> giraffe and all that? Are they bringing yes. the company back? They, they are. Well, it's not the company. Macy's basically bought the name and the images and the rights, and they are right now putting up Toys R Us stores inside Macy's stores uh, all around the country and uh, a couple of them in Cincinnati, which is really cool. We went down to the Florence Mall the other day, Florence Y'all, and uh, checked out the Macy's store there. And inside they have, I guess you call them, what, a pop-up store? They've got a Toys R Us pop-up store, you know, with a statue of Jeffrey for the little kids to hug and get all their germs on. Oh, and yeah. then, then you got yeah, yeah. your kids slobbering you all over that guy. <laughs> yeah, remember remember the little rides that, you know, one kid after another would get on and drool on and everything. Uh, and, uh, and then they've got uh, just shelves and shelves of, of merchandise. They've got Legos, they've got Barbies, Star Wars, Marvel. It's pretty cool. Now, is it is it the big warehouse store Toys R Us? No, it's not. You know, they don't have the selection. Right. It's kind of like a small toy store, but, you know, they've got the name brand. It's kind of cool, and I'll tell you, it's a lot cleaner. I mean, man, well, it's funny how people reminisce. People reminisce about Toys R Us being so great. I'm like, oh, usually kind of disgusting. <laughs> Look, it's no big secret here. Uh, I'm an old, and I, I know enough to know, yeah, I wish I could buy my kid this i just mm -hmm. google it and it'll pop right up where i can Amazon. maybe uh, obtain that yeah. particular that particular item yeah or if you've got you know amazon or target on your phone or walmart yeah. you just put in the name of the toy you know they want this star wars you know lightsaber darth vader version i mean it's like whatever they want you just type it in bingo there it is 1995 you hit buy and it shows up at your door in a couple of days. And that's really 
the main reason why Toys R Us went out of business because they couldn't compete yeah. with all the online sellers. So Macy's, they're not selling you discounts. They're selling nostalgia. And they're doing it to kind of bring the parents back and the kids who remember it. You know, we found a couple of like, uh, you know, 10, 11-year-old kids. And they're like, it's so cool. I remember Toys R Us. You know, and uh, we found them there. We found the parents there. And it's like, this is pretty cool. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, because they're, they're really, John, there are no more standalone toy stores, like, or at least, at you all. know, corporate. Right. I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> we obviously have King Arthur's Court in Oakley. You yeah, know, small, King Arthur's small business in Yeah. Goodness, but I can't think of any other toy many. stores around other than that. Yeah. One. Like there standalone. aren't that many. Most people. Yeah, most people go to Walmart or Target. So it's kind of cool. You get them all. You go into Macy's. Uh, maybe you bring the kids. And, uh, you know, you can check out, the you know, the Mattel toys, the Barbie dolls, the Legos. And, of course, if you bring a kid, you end up spending about, what, 50 bucks that you weren't planning to spend? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember but, when I was a kid, at Christmas time, you'd go into, like, well, I grew up in Dayton. So Elder Bearman was big. Yeah. Reichs and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I, it seemed to me. Of course, I'm. I, I remember this as an eight year old remembering this, but it this, seemed this to like me back like, in 1941. Oh yeah, it was right after the war, <laughs> and it, it seemed to me like half of the store became, you know, the toy, the toy department. The toy department. And my yeah, mom would yeah. go shopping for clothes or whatnot. She'd go, just go over there and walk around the toys for a while. I'd yep. be like. God, that's the this yeah. right. the world's most perfect babysitter. Lazarus was the same way. That's where right. we always yeah, went, which is obviously thing. now yeah. Macy's. But yeah, right. that's a great yeah, idea. With that Macy's was back the, when you, that was back when you didn't have to worry about your uh, six year old getting snatched by someone. You know, it's like yeah, you go you go and play in the toy section, and mommy's going to shop. Yeah, that's pretty much. Times it. have changed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Times have changed. What, are, what so it's kind of cool. It's it's really just nostalgic to go there and see. Oh, it's for It's sure. kind of cool having yeah. a toy department. In a store, and this way Eddie gets to check out the moms again. Which well, is that's what, you know, the thing. Really I, all about. I ain't gonna lie to you. When the kids were little, and we would go to Toys R Us and shop around, I kind of it took me back to when I was eight years old. I'd be oh. walking around going, "This is cool. I'm gonna just yeah. play with this toy for a minute." Deb would like going, yeah. "Put remember it, kids, put it down." Getting on the uh, <laughs> getting on the Barbie cars, the, the Barbie yeah. Jeep, and kind of driving it through the store. You know, uh, they don't have that. You can't do that. But it's still kind of cool. Little Eddie Fingers over there jumping on the pogo stick. Exactly. <laughs> this is awesome. How or many like, times have we go? Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks on the on the piano, you know, Bingo. and a big jumping on the piano. There you go. So how Bring about back d- memories. Are we talking about more uh, mail delays this year for, uh, uh, for Christmas? Because yeah. I actually didn't see that last year, to be honest with you. Well, you're lucky where you were. There's been a lot of issues. With mail delays, well, the past year and a half or so because of, well, first you have COVID and all that. And then you had a lot of people retired. You had staffing issues, staffing shortages, uh, just lot. And then budget cuts, budget cuts on top of it all. So the Postal Service, they admit that they're hurting. They're saying, hey, we've got, you know, billion dollar shortfall here, actually. And uh, 
you know, they're doing their best. They're trying, but lots of mail delays. And uh, I, I keep hearing from people all over. They're like, uh, you know, we're here in Westwood, we're in Monfort Heights, we're in uh, northern Kentucky. Where's the mail? We didn't get mail for five days. And that wow. happens because there's such such staffing shortages uh, that it can happen. The key is we talk to the post office about it, and they're like, yeah, we know. But we're telling people to mail early. And also, when you're sending a gift, you want to insure it. You want to track it. Don't just take a box and say, okay, I'll take the cheapest shipping. Here you go, you know. Six bucks, send that, send that package to, you know, little Johnny. You, you want to insure it. You want to track it to make sure you know where it is. It doesn't get lost. Would that explain, like, it's, it's interesting you bring this up, John, because, like, our mail, I've noticed this in just the past month, where sometimes our mail person will come, like, goodness, it's like 6 o'clock almost. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then sometimes we'll even yeah. get it earlier in the day. Is that part of? They've got, they're, they've extended the routes. They're working overtime. Oh, yeah, okay. sometimes your mail will show up at, like, 7.30 at night. It's like, what the hey, mail, yeah. mail used to come at 10 in, the, 10 in the morning all the time when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Now, 7 at night, the mailman shows up. So they're short-staffed. Don't, don't take it out on your mailman. It's not yeah. your fault. You know, they're, they're doing the best you can. Oh, one other thing to watch out for, and the post office is saying this, too. If you're sending anyone a check, any money for Christmas, you know, like you're sending that, you know, grandson or niece or nephew or something, you're going to write them a check for 50 bucks. Or if you're John Mattery, it's a check for five bucks. Absolutely. Uh, you're gonna, I can yeah, see that. And you're, and you're gonna, yeah, Merry and you're Christmas. Here's five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Here's five dollars, kid. Here's a quarter. Uh, yeah. Don't put it in the blue mailboxes because you've heard the yeah. stories. Well, you guys, uh, we you had a guy on the other day reported. talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So much theft by these criminals who get the master keys to the blue mailboxes and they go through there looking for cards, handwritten cards, and they know there's going to be money inside. So really, uh, mail them in the post office. Don't drop that card with money in it into a blue mailbox. Thank you. Make sure that's, how do I get my money to my bookie, though? I mean, come on. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> it's, called Ven, it's called Venmo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. You keep sounding me to do that. <laughs> Have a good weekend. As I always say, don't waste your money. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. And John Matteris. Coming up here, we're going to be talking, just switching gears a little bit. And we haven't talked to this guy in a long time. He knows of what he speaks with. Uh, we haven't talked about the Ukraine forever with all our election stuff going on. And I, I just was curious as to what exactly is happening over there. And how does this election affect what our aid uh, packages might mm, be to over the there, uh, et cetera? I mean, it's just uh, it's a crazy it's a crazy thing, and uh, Putin might blow up the world. But other than that, we will talk to our guest, Doctor Brendan Green from UC. After the news, right now, News Radio seven hundred WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio seven hundred WLW, Cincinnati. They call it a big safety issue at a multi-billion-dollar company. With the four o'clock report. I'm Jack Crumley. Breaking now, growing calls from the NFL Players Union to replace the turf at Paycor Stadium and elsewhere over safety concerns. Is it time to tear up the artificial turf at Paycor Stadium? NFL Players Union says it needs to be taken out immediately for the safety of the players on the Bengals team and across the league. 
The union says injuries are significantly higher at six NFL stadiums, which have the same type of slit film turf surfaces. And the home of the Bengals is one of them. Also on the list, New Orleans, where Jamar Chase suffered the injury that has him sidelined. The union's been pressing the league to act after research showed the injury rate significantly higher on the turf. On Amazon Prime Video's CNF Nightcap last night, Union Vice President Richard Sherman says the league champions player safety and should make this their top priority. I'm Brian Combs, News Radio 700 WLW. Take a look now at the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screenings save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. Crews are working on an overturned vehicle that blocks the northbound side of the AA between 709 and Alexandria Pike. You can use Alexandria Pike as a detour. An accident has Clough Pike closed both directions east of 8 Mile near the Claremont County line. There's an accident on Hamilton Avenue's entrance ramp from westbound 275. Traffic steady on South 75 between Shepherd Lane and Galbraith, then a slowdown between Liberty Street and the Brent Spence Bridge. Add an extra five minutes north 71 between Red Bank and the Ronald Reagan. Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Industry Weather Center. Ever wonder what visiting the dentist without fear would feel like? Learn about the advanced industry difference at NoFearDentist.com. Rains out of the picture. We're looking cloudy tonight with a low of 35 degrees. For tomorrow, chance of rain in the morning and snow. Chance of rain, just rain in the afternoon as the high only tops out at 42. We are looking sunny on Sunday with highs again in the low 40s. Radar right now showing clouds. Just a couple scattered showers, mainly north and east of Cincinnati. Not the big widespread shower activity we saw this morning. It is 58 degrees at your severe weather station. A man is dead after a crash on Harrison Avenue in Westwood. 50-year-old Ramon McNeil apparently lost control in a curve near Robert Avenue, went off the road and hit a utility pole. Investigators believe that speeding and alcohol played factors in that crash. Bond set for an underage teen facing adult charges in the deaths of three people in separate incidents last year. Michael Medeiros is facing 20 charges, including murder, kidnapping, and abduction. His bond set at more than $8 million. During an all-hands company meeting, audio obtained and verified by ABC News caught Twitter owner Elon Musk talking about the possibility of having Twitter file for bankruptcy. We just definitely need to make, bring in more cash than we spend. Um, or if, if we don't do that and, uh, and there's a massive negative cash flow, then bankruptcy is not out of the question. The audio was obtained first by ABC News via a lawyer who represents former Twitter workers filing a class action suit against the company. Meantime, some confusion today after reports that stock in pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly may have taken a nosedive after a fake tweet. An account claiming to be Eli Lilly tweeted on Thursday that insulin is free now. That blue check verified account has since been deleted. The company apologizing for the fake account. It appears it may be linked to Elon Musk's attempt to charge $8 a month for that coveted blue check Twitter verification. On Wall Street today, near the closing bell, the Dow ending up 32 points. The Nasdaq up 209. That's about two more percent. The S&P today up 37. 700 WLW. 
Sports. College football tonight at Neverett Stadium. It's East Carolina taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. 700 WLW's coverage, 730 after sports talk. High school football, Ohio Regional Semifinals, Indiana Regional Championship Games, and the Kentucky Playoffs continue tonight. Coverage at 6 of the Cincinnati Children's Hospital High School Football Tonight Show, presented by Cincinnati Children's, changing the outcome together on Fox Sports 1360. College basketball tonight, Montana and Xavier at 730 on 55 KRC. Duquesne versus Kentucky at 7 on ESPN. 1530 and high school soccer this afternoon. Seton defeats Strongsville 1-0 as the Seton girls win the state division one soccer championship. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. I'm Jack Crumley. Our next update at 430. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Inks International. Now hiring. Work less and earn more with Inks International. Inks has manufacturing positions with three banks. Enter it now. All right, back on the Eddie and Rocky Show. Rock out today. Jason Williamson. Cincinnati.com, Cincinnati Inquirer. So, Jason, switching gears here for just a minute. I want to talk about Ukraine and Russia because we haven't heard anything about this in, uh, you tell me, weeks. I know it's been weeks. I was going to say maybe even months. We've been, uh, we've been talking about what's going on in our country and... I, I wanted to get our, our guest, uh, who's talked to us many times about that situation, and the effect of this election that it might have on our aid, etc., to Ukraine. Because, quite frankly, it seems to me, and Dr. Brendan Green, do you not agree that the United States aid is pretty much keeping that resistance alive? Um, thanks for having me, fellas. I really appreciate it. It's always uh, a pleasure, my friend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think, look, the U.S. aid and Western aid more broadly is the reason why Ukraine's in the war. Uh, and it's the reason why they've been doing so well. And obviously the Ukrainian heroism on the battlefield deserves utmost credit. They're the ones doing the dying, but they've been doing it with American and Western equipment and with basically American and Western economic aid, basically keeping the country together. Um, so I, I do think it's been essential. And I suspect that the midterm election will not have huge effects on that okay. aid. Um, there was some talk that if the Republicans had done very well, that uh, they might have put some pressure on the Biden administration about the size of that aid or its time frame. Um, but I think after the Republicans not doing that great, uh, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to see that kind of pressure. And, and for those who aren't familiar, like how much how much money do, do, do we send it to them monthly? Is it quarterly, whatever? Like, and how much is it? Well, the, the way it works is every so often Congress will pass a law that authorizes the president to do a bunch of things. And some of those things are to give the Ukrainians money with which to buy weapons. Some of the things are just to give the Ukrainians American weapons. 
Um, and some of them are to take money and produce new weapons for the Defense Department to replace those that the Ukrainians are taking. Um, so in, in dollar figure terms, uh, I think that we've probably spent north of 50 or 60 billion so far. Um, and it looks like there's going to need to be another tranche sometime in the new year. So how is it how is it going right now? We're talking to Dr. Brendan Green from UC, um, professor in uh, international and uh, and national politics. What, what are we looking at here as far as how this war is going? Because man, I, I, you never hear too much about the Russians having great success. I was we have the TVs on it here, and I just saw a headline a little while ago about the Russians losing another town they had occupied. Uh, yeah, no, the Russians have not been having very much success at all. Uh, and the town you're talking about is the city of Kyrgyzstan, and the Russian withdrawal from Kyrgyzstan is actually quite significant um, because it was part of an exposed Russian salient uh, on the west side of the Dnieper River, which is the river that divides Ukraine in half. Uh, and so the Russian retreat from that area uh, shows that basically the Russians are coming to terms with the with how bad their position is. And so they're withdrawing and retrenching to more defensible lines. Um, so this was the only big city that the Russians had captured uh, in the war. Uh, and so them giving it up is, is also a major morale boost for the Ukrainians. And, and kind of to piggyback off that, uh, Dr. Green, is has this impacted putin's revolt or resolve at all is he ready to i mean does something like this happen does he does it give any kind of indication that okay maybe he's going to stop this or like where is where is he at right now well it's of course very difficult to tell um there have been some sort of statements by russian officials in recent days talking about how they're, of course, totally open to negotiations um, and just waiting for a Ukrainian partner to act in good faith. Um, you know, I think we can take those statements with a grain of salt for sure, but the truth is that the Russians don't always make them, right? And mm. so the fact that they're making them is maybe some indication that uh, the Russian regime is looking towards the future of a negotiated settlement. Um, but I think for the present time, uh, negotiations are not yet right. Uh, it doesn't seem to me like either side is willing to back off of their incompatible demands. Uh, and so I think that it's going to be some time still before the war ends. So, Dr. Green, I, cause just basically, basically because I love James Bond and all that kind of spy <laughs> action, is there any chance that somebody jabs him with a, one of those poison-tipped umbrellas or some such and... Uh, or he uh, drinks a Coke that might have a little something in it. Because I, I, I keep reading these kind of sideways theories about what might happen. You know, uh, it's certainly not impossible. And, you know, Putin has done stuff like that himself. So that's what, he killed that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Paybacks are hell, man. Routine, you know, with poison and radioactive materials in other countries. Um, but I think it's unlikely. And the major reason it's unlikely is because the, the people who would benefit from doing that don't know what comes next in Russia if Putin's gone. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a very good chance that the regime that followed Putin would possibly be more aggressive and more hawkish. Um, the major alternative to Putin as a center of power within Russia uh, is the military or other security groups uh, backed by 
radical nationalists. Uh, and so those people are very unhappy with the way the war is going, and they want to pour as many resources into it as possible. Um, so I think that, you know, any assassination attempt on Putin could very easily backfire, even if you could make the James Bond-style maneuver work tactically. Is, is Putin, and is he, by the general Russian public, is he respected or liked? Right. And I know those are two different things, but generally is he... Like a like, are they a like afraid the of him? Um, it seems to me, yeah, know, every reason to be afraid of the man. Here's what I think I can say, um, which is that you know, Russia is a notional democracy that doesn't have real democratic elections. Yeah, right. And yep. and the way that they make that work is there's an implicit deal that the regime has with the people which is that the regime will give them all kinds of transfer payments and a welfare state and basically a stream of cash to the Russian people um, that, that soars them up against economic problems. And in return, the Russian people will basically ignore matters of high policy, right, and will not sort of, you know, back real challengers to Putin and will not complain when those challengers are not allowed to run in elections and things like that, right? Um, and so... Uh, you know, I, I think that that could be characterized as kind of a, a relationship of grudging respect based on a sort of give and take. You'll bribe and, them with their know, own money sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, makes sense. Th but re remember, a lot of the Russian state's budget comes from oil, right? So okay. The Russians, you know, the state's digging it out of the ground and they're in Russia because the war is starting to cause real sacrifices. And part of the implicit deal is that the people don't have to make real sacrifices. Um, and so that's why I think Putin waited so long to mobilize. And so I think it's a real question exactly what his relationship with the people going forward will be. All right. With that, Dr. Green, we will let you go. Dr. Brendan Green, you see always a pleasure. Great to talk to you, fellas. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks you too. Uh, you know, I, I love how he breaks it down because that stuff fascinates me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I hope, uh, I hope that, that, you know, you listen. I, I learned right a lot from him. I always... Because it really is interesting to me what's going on over there. Because you read some of this stuff and it could be World War and all that crap. And it's like, huh, that ain't good. He puts it in perspective and simplifies, you know, something I think right. too that's really been kind of out of our less scary our media and out of our conscious, you know, here for several months now. And yep. certainly Tuesday night was all our big focus when it comes to to national matters. But appreciate Dr. Green. We check in with traffic now, Rob. What is going on from the UC Health Traffic Center? UC Health's Cancer, lung cancer screenings often save lives. If you are 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. Uh, there's an overturned vehicle. They continue to work on this one, blocking the north side of the double A between 709 and Alexandria Pike. You can get by that by using Alexandria Pike as your detour. Two accidents now on Clough Pike, one east of the 32, uh, Route 32's interchange there, the second near Muskegon. There's an accident on Central Parkway at Mohawk Place and an accident on Kellogg's Ramp to 52. Northbound 75, a slowdown between Fort Mitchell and the Brent Spence Bridge, then between Mitchell and Paddock. Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Scattered showers still possible. The low of 34 for tomorrow. Uh, clouds 
Morning rain with maybe some snow showers mixed in. The high of 37. It's 57 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Are you bi curious? That is, are you curious about what will be airing while the Bengals are on their bye week? Then listen up. Our bye week Sunday begins on the court as UC takes on Eastern Kentucky. Then it's off to the gridiron where we give you the Titans and Giants. And we top it off with the Cowboys and Packers in Green Bay. Now that's a lot of hot bye action. Beginning Sunday morning at 1130 on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. This report is sponsored by Medical Mutual, the official health insurer of everything you love. Medicare Advantage plans from Medical Mutual check all the right boxes so you know you... Coming up here after the bottom of the hour news, I've got a good friend, Ed Fink, who's going to tell us a story. uh, And uh, again, salute to you vets today. And he's going to tell his, his veteran story. And it's a little different. There's a skew on it. We had him on last year. And a lot of people commented on it. It was just so, it's so bizarre. You're, it, it, it was during Vietnam. You know, there's a lot of, obviously, stories coming out of Vietnam and those eras. And a special salute to you all. Um, but his was a different story. And he'll have that coming up here. Very much looking forward to that. Remember Ed Fink from uh, Simply Money? Yeah. 55 KRC? And you wouldn't think that he's this guy that he's going to tell you that he was. Mm, looking forward that? to this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to uh, salute some uh, local folks. My wife yesterday had a little uh, health episode driving on I-71. And that's the reason I wasn't here yesterday. And she's okay now. But she, um, you know, I don't know what happened, but her, like, blood sugar or something bottomed out. She um, and no, she wasn't doing heroin or she wasn't drunk or it was like she was coming home from work mm-hmm. in the middle of the afternoon. She would work to half a day. And so her blood sugar goes through the basement or whatever. And so she's starting to pass out and manages to get off the side of the road on northbound 71 in the grassy area there. And she calls me and asked me to come and help her out. And so, you know, I was I was out doing something. I ran up my car, you know, blah, blah, run home. And then she texts me and says, I'm okay, but would you just come down here and make sure I'm okay? And I'll follow you home. So I go down there and she, I'm calling her and she's not picking up. So now I'm freaking yeah. out. Ugh. So Scary. I, long story short, I get over, I see her over in the uh, grassy area there right at Ridge Road and all that stuff and I apologize to anyone who was trapped on 71 there for a short period of time that was us and um, but the but the fire department the Cincinnati police that showed up were so helpful and so overwhelmingly kind and cool and professional it meant the world to me and I wanted to point that out and uh, in particular Officer Luke Wiley, hmm. this guy could not have, he went over and beyond what he should have done. And I want to thank him for that personally on the air. Because uh, it was just, you know, when something like that happens to you, because, you know, you're, I'm shaken, man. You're thinking the worst. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it turns out that she did it. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. She didn't have to go to the hospital. Thank goodness. And because of the ambulance lady saying, you know, she seems to be coming around here. She doesn't. Take her home and feed her a candy bar or something. Yeah. And so, you know, but still, you're quivering. But, you know, uh, Officer Wiley went out of his way to help me move my car so I could take her car and take her home and stuff. But I wanted to give a, a shout out to those guys because that was the it was everything you think that should happen in a situation like that. And you hope does did happen over and, and above. That's great. And so glad to hear that Deb. Deb is, is fine. Is fine and thank she's, God. I, yeah, she's at home with her feet up right now. And uh, hopefully, hopefully she still is. I'll go home and find out. Uh, but we're going to be talking to our good friend Ed Fink coming up after our news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Paying tribute to all those who have served. With the 430 Report, I'm Sean Gallagher, breaking now. On this Veterans Day, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin speaking at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. We owe our veterans not only our deepest gratitude, but also our unwavering commitment to the democratic values that you have been so proud to defend. Thank you to all of our veterans for answering your country's call. Austin saying troops should always return home to thank yous, handshakes, and hugs, noting that wasn't always the case for those who served in Vietnam, but said so many veterans worked to build bridges to heal the nation's wounds and to ensure that their successors would be treated with dignity and respect. Now the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screenings save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. Crews continue to work on the overturned vehicle that blocks the northbound side of the AA between 709 and Alexandria Pike. Use Alexandria Pike as a detour there. There are two accidents on Clough Pike, one east of 32, the second near Muskegon. North 75, a slowdown between Kyle's Lane and the Brent Spence Bridge, then between Mitchell and Paddock. Southbound steady Shepherd Lane to Galbraith, then between Liberty Street and the Cut in the Hill. South 71 now some stop and go traffic between the Ronald Reagan and Red Bank. Eastbound 275 slows between Mineola Pike and 75. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Tonight a chance of rain or snow at daybreak. A 7 a.m. temperature at 35. The rest of our Saturday, rain and snow through noon. Melts on contact, but visibility could be an issue. A high at 39. At night, a chance of flurries and a low of 27. 100 WLW. Radar at this time is showing a cloudy sky for most of the tri-state. When it comes to the rain that has begun to move out, still seeing parts of Highland and Adams County getting some showers. Our current temperature, 58 degrees. More than seven years after a fatal shooting in College Hill, a man arrested for 27 
37-year-old Markel Love taken into custody Thursday by the Cincinnati Police Department's Homicide Cold Case Unit now charged with murder. Early in the morning on September 29, 2015, 30-year-old Marcus Lampson was found dead by police in a driveway in the 1600 block of Cedar Avenue. A show tonight in the banks had attendees arriving hours beforehand. Ain't it People are camped out outside the new music venue at the Banks. Paramore playing the Andrew Brady Music Center tonight and already a long line to get inside. The secure spot down front. Shows sold out. The indoor event center holds about 4,500 people and most of the seats are general admission. Event staff say they'll be on site all day monitoring lines. Ticket holders with general admission seating being instructed to enter the building using the Maring Way entrance only. Doors open at 6 o'clock. I'm Brian Combs, News Radio 700 WLW. 700 WLW Sports. College football action tonight is East Carolina taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats at American Conference play at Nippert Stadium. 700 WLW's coverage, 7.30 after Sports Talk. College basketball tonight. Montana meets the Xavier Musketeers at the Centos Center. Airtime 7.30 on 55KRC. Duquesne versus Kentucky at 7 on ESPN 1530. SMU takes on the Dayton Flyers. College basketball tomorrow. UC Claremont versus NKU at 1.30 on Fox Sports 1360. ECHO hockey tonight. Indy Fuel at the Cyclones. In high school soccer this afternoon, Seton defeats Strongsville 1-0 as the Seton girls win the State Division I Soccer Championship. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. Final numbers on Wall Street to finish the week. The Dow rising 32 points, the NASDAQ up 209, and the S&P finishing up 37 points. Our next update is at 5 o'clock. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700 WLW. <laughs> Hey, this is Lincoln Kennedy. Here's what's trending on the iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Merrill, a Bank of America company. Reds legend Pete Rose is all but begging MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred to have his Hall of Fame ban lifted. TMZ released a copy of the 81-year-old Hit King's impassioned apology for betting on baseball and a plea for reinstatement. College hoops action tonight. It'll be 25th-ranked Dayton hosting SMU. And not even a week after winning the World Series, the Houston Astros need a new GM. James Click is out after rejecting a one-year deal. I'm Scott Davidson. With Merrill, the bull always has your back. Learn more. Williams in for Rocky today. Rock be back on Monday. So, again, best uh, Veterans Day to all of you. Thank you for your service. Had to get somebody on, a vet. Wanted to hear a story, and we've talked to Ed before. But this is one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard. And Ed uh, Fink and I are very good friends. I, I I think I I speak for myself, Ed. I I hope that we are. And <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Eddie, hey, Jason, how are you doing? Uh, but and and Ed has told me this story. And any time he does, I think the first time he told me, he was like, "Gone, I'm just boring you." And I think a lot of vets are that way. It's like, ah, you know, this is nothing. And he's telling me this story. I'm like. Dude, you're like James Bond. Either you're James Bond or you're crazy. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I'll go. With, we'll go with James Bond. I, right. I I can't oversell it enough. Uh, Ed Fink. Let Let's start from. Well, I, I, I think you're overselling it a bit, but but let me, yeah, let me. You, you <laughs> let, let's go you back to here. you're in college at Xavier. Yeah, let's let's get in the way back machine. Go back uh, fifty years. So, okay. um, nineteen seventy. I, I had I had graduated from Xavier. Had gone through ROTC. I was a newly commissioned field artillery officer. 
and I was in graduate school with a deferment. Now, keep in mind, Vietnam was, was still going, and the, the draft was still going, but there were these deferments. If you were lucky enough to get in college or graduate school, you could defer uh, active duty. Right. And, you know, I so, said, okay, I went through, you know, I, undergrad, but I was in graduate school, and I wrote to the Army, and I said, I'm surrendering my grad school deferment because um, I don't think it's fair. And they said, huh? That's what, that's <laughs> what, what I think that's what I said to you. I'm like, you did what now? Well, you know, it was testosterone and youth and all the rest. But anyway, so they had me in uniform in about 22 minutes. So we all had uh, uh, orders for Vietnam, and, and we were training for Vietnam. A group of us officers had just completed um, a forward area weapons training, officers' forward area weapons training. And this, we were told that the general wanted to speak to about 15 of us. And, well, in the Army, if a general wants to talk to you, you don't say, no, I think I'm doing something else. You say, okay. <laughs> right. You know, when and where. So, so we, we got in the room, and I have to say this. This was all classified 50 years ago. Some of it has been declassified, and I can talk about it now. Some of it will never be declassified, but I can tell you what I can tell you. So they got us in this room, closed the door, and, and said, gentlemen, everyone in here has a secret clearance, and what I'm going to tell you has to stay in this room. But the Pentagon has actionable intelligence to lead us to believe the Kim Il-sung, the leader, dear leader of North Korea, who had led North Korea in the Korean War, is planning on coming across the line in 1971 with his million-man-standing army to celebrate his 60th birthday. And in Korean society, if you haven't um, um, met your life school by your 60th birthday, you're considered a failure, and his 60th birthday was coming up. So they said... We think he's coming across the line while we're otherwise occupied in Vietnam. So we're looking at each other and saying, well, what's this have, have to do with us? Right, yeah. So he said, well, we're forming up a brand-new battalion to train in secret in the desert of New Mexico and <laughs> go in secret over to the area, area of the DMZ in Korea. And the, the weapons will be a chaparral and a Vulcan, and the chaparral, most people, nobody in, in, the, in this country had, had any idea any of this was going on. But the chaparral was the old Navy, well, it wasn't old at the time, but it was a Navy Sidewinder air-to-air heat-seeking missile mounted on an armored personnel carrier body. And the Vulcan was a crazy weapon. It was a six-barreled Gatling gun that fired 3,620 millimeter rounds a minute, 60 a second. Wow. <laughs> and we, we were going to, and he said, he said, here's, here's what your job would be of this battalion. <laughs> he said, your job is to keep open the main roadway out of the DMZ for, to, to Seoul for U.S. and Korean troops and Korean civilians to withdraw in the case the Million Man Army comes across. Now, he said the reason it has to, has to be secret is because one of the provisions that ended the Korean War was we could put, neither side could put new weapon systems in the area of the DMZ and <clears throat> the Serbian new weapon system. So he said this has to be volunteer because if something happens, <laughs> You're going to be the first to know about it, right? <laughs> so, now, let me ask you, Ed. How many how many men yeah. are we talking about here? 
Well, this was a brand-new battalion, total of about 450 or 500 men, okay. built up from the ground up. Got you. Started up, formed for this specific purpose, which is unheard of in the military. Because usually when you're assigned to a unit, it's been in place for 20 years or whatever. You know, guys are turning in and out, and, you know, it's a kind of, But this was forming up from the, from the ground up. So he said, we need an answer tomorrow. Now, about half of the 15 of us were married, and half of us were single. I was on the single side. And he said, we need an answer tomorrow. So the next day, all of us single guys said, heck, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> rather than saying, rather than saying, what would you say our job's going to be? <laughs> and all of, the mar- all of the married guys who had talked to their wives came back and said, oh, no, we'll take the room or two. So we trained in the desert in New Mexico out of Fort Bliss for nine months. And we weren't allowed to even wear our second. We were assigned to the 2nd Infantry Division in Korea. We weren't allowed to wear our 2nd Infantry Division unit badge on our sleeves the whole time we were at Fort Bliss. So we were the only unit out of Bliss that didn't have a unit patch on our sleeves. So we were like black helicopters. So they took us over. We trained for nine months, and then we deployed to Korea. And we went to Korea by three separate air routes so that plane trackers couldn't track the movement of a large number of troops. So our unit went um, uh, to L.A., to Hawaii, to Japan, to Korea. Another one went up through Alaska. Another one went the southern route. And then we met in Korea, and we deployed. And my unit and another unit were up right up by the DMZ. The other three units were back a little bit. Um, but it was crazy times. We were uh, ready to well, go from the, day, from the time we hit the ground. Well, um, so let me ask you, because you, you told me a story. Uh, you just sent me a note about this. And you ran into some buddies, because I'd never heard this from you, about, you know, this is kind of, it sounds like a very mashy thing out of <laughs> out of korea with well yeah let me let me yeah yeah this was a crazy story let me just show on one other thing here because you know once we got there we were on alert much of the time yeah and when that siren went off we had to be in position uh with our firing units ready to go within i don't know a very short period of time 15 minutes whatever whatever the time period was ready to go and and, and that, that alarm could go off at two o'clock in the morning in the middle of the monsoon season or it could be you know, uh, 10 o'clock on the sunny Sunday morning, we had to be out there. So we were, we were, you know, at, everything was really pretty tense. But I, re, I I found a couple of my buddies just by doing Internet research in the last year. And one of them told me this crazy story that I wasn't aware of. He was, he was uh, I was second in command of, of of my unit of 100 guys, he was second in command of his unit of about 100 guys, and he was equally close to the DMZ, but about 20 miles from us. And he had he had made friends with this Korean colonel or general who was in charge of that sector of the DMZ. And they got to talking over beers one night and found out both of them were bird hunters. <laughs> so this colonel asked my buddy, how would you like to go home pheasant hunting? And Teddy says, yeah, sure, I'd love to do that. Where are we going to do it? He said, in the DMZ. <laughs> and Ted goes, what? 
He said, yeah. He said, I'll take a couple squads of inf- uh, South Korean infantrymen. Now, let me tell you, they're amongst the best of the best of fighting forces in the world. And they'll go along to security and we'll go hunting. And by <laughs> God, they didn't do that <laughs> one Sunday. Now, they, they're in the DMZ hunting. They didn't see any pheasant, but they flushed a couple of ducks. And my buddy and another guy shot a couple of ducks along this river. I forget what the river is up there in the DMZ. And these birds went down in the river, and it was cold. It was November, and it was cold, and, you know, up there in DMZ in Korea. And two of these South Korean troops stripped down their skivvies, dove in, swam out, retrieved the birds, and brought them back in. Uh, You know, that was just one of the fun things that happened uh, when we were over there. (laughs) But let me just finish finish the story for you so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, doesn't take all night to get through it. So we were there for um, 71 on alert all the time, and it got to be right about December of 71. I still had four and a half months to go in the Army, and our, our battalion commander called me in and he said, you know, the Pentagon is telling us now that there's probably not going to be any action from, from uh, Kim Il-sung you know, there's no apparent troop buildup right now. We're getting into the winter months. They don't think anything's going to happen. So we're dissolving the unit. Now, here's your choices. <laughs> got two choices for you. You can re-up for four years. We'll give you your captain's bars, and you can have a tour in Vietnam. Or you can be home by Christmas with no further obligation wow. service. Meaning, two weeks from the time I was in there talking to them, I could be home. And I said, I will take door number one, and that's what happened. <laughs> Heading home to Cincinnati. Absolutely, baby. But nobody here in this country, most people in the military, had no idea that was going on at the time. That's what I love and about that And the unit was dissolved. The unit was dissolved. Um, you can find little or no reference to it. We were supposed to get combat pay because of where we were stationed. We didn't because we weren't actually there. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you sign up in the military, you're given an assignment, you do what you're asked to do. And, you know, everybody's got their own story. But my brothers who fought in Vietnam, you know, my brothers in arm, they're, they're the ones who really, you know, have my respect. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I appreciate everything they did. And, uh, and to them, I like to say welcome home. All right. Ed Fink. I just love that story. I love you, buddy, and um, thank you for your service. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Jason. Great to talk to you guys. I'll I'll talk to you soon. Um, Isn't that just fascinating? So basically we sent a couple hundred hundred men. 500 guys to stop a million-man army. (laughs) So if if the North Korean army was crossing Crossing the DMZ... That was the guys who were going to slow them down. Our guys. uh, Or hold hold the road so everybody else could leave. Yeah. Yeah. So coming up here, we're going to be talking movies with Kevin Carr. Fat guys at the movies. We got the the Black Panther movie coming out this weekend. Wakanda forever. Yes. We will talk to him about after the traffic right now. News Radio 700 WLW. 
From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screening save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. A broken down is on North 75 past Sharon Road blocking the left lane, and that's slowing things to before Glendale-Milford Road. Still working on the overturned vehicle on the north side of the AA Highway between 709 and Alexandria Pike. Plan on heavy delays there on the AA and Alexandria Pike. There are accidents Mount Carmel-Tabasco Road at Clough Pike, Silly Road west of 128, and Race Street at Green Street. North 75, a slowdown between Kyles and 12th Street, then between Mitchell and Paddock, and a slowdown South 71 now between the Ronald Reagan and Red Bank. Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Scattered showers still possible. The low of 34 for tomorrow. Uh, clouds, morning rain with maybe some snow showers mixed in. The high of 37. It's 57 now. News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Red Pilled America. Are algorithms controlling our life? Find out this week on Red Pilled America. You can find Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio. 94.5 FM W233BG Cincinnati. All right, back with Eddie and Jason Williams in for Rocky today. So big movie this weekend, Jace. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. And here to talk about it. Uh, our good friend Kevin Carr, fat guys at the movies. Kevin, what uh, uh, what do we see about this movie? Because it's kind of it's a Marvel movie, obviously, and Black Panther sure. and all that stuff. And they lost, uh, unfortunately, uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman, who was Black Panther. Yeah. And so then they've tried to carry on with this thing. How did they do? Well, yeah, that that's the big thing. That was the big thing going into it because, uh, you know, it's been four and a half years since the first Black Panther. Part of it was a, a, they, they paused because of COVID, but also because they did lose Chadwick Boseman and they had to redo the movie. They decided not to recast him, which I thought was smart uh, because I think recasting him would have, it would have been awkward and weird and, and uncomfortable uh, because he was so iconic. So they decided to write that into the story where, you know, it starts off with Black Panther having died and the, the family's trying to deal with that and the country of Wakanda's trying to deal with it. Uh, and so they have a really nice, uh, you know, it turns into a really nice tribute to Chadwick Boseman because every time they talk about T'Challa, you know that the cast and the crew and everybody who worked on the movie are really talking about Chadwick Boseman. So you really get that feel of, and that depth of emotion in there. And then it kind of moves into this other Marvel movie where there's this sort of sea god that's wanting to wage war with the surface world. And Wakanda's kind of in the way of that. And th some people have complained that, that it's sort of like a... a movie that doesn't know its direction, that's a little bit sloppy. I wouldn't call it sloppy, I'd call it more, uh, it's a little messy, but messy in a realistic way, because uh, when grief happens, when tragedy happens, it doesn't time itself, right? You're always having to deal with your own grief and problems in the middle of something big. So uh, it, it spills over and it kind of conflicts these two movies, and it, but it works in a very realistic way and and so it can be that tribute to Chadwick Boseman but it can also be a big explosive uh adventure movie a big sci-fi action movie that uh, every Marvel movie tends to be so it looks like they're going to continue with that and 
well, of course, they need another nine Mar- uh, Avengers movies. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, of course, this is this leads into the next one. But well, the thing that's nice about the 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 concept of the Black Panther as a as a character, it is a character that can have its mantle passed from person to person. Yeah, uh, you know, sort of like a Zorro or you know Iron Man. Uh, it's not like Superman, where Superman's you know he's the last son of Krypton, and and you can't have another Superman. You can have another Kryptonian, but not another Superman. Uh, this character, you can have anybody, uh, you know, not just anybody, but you can have different people wear the suits. And I know Ryan Coogler's even gone on to say, he's the director of this, he's like, they can make Black Panther movies long after everyone else is involved is gone too. So that's, I think, the way they chose to honor Bozeman. And it really works. It sets things up to head into the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. With that, Kevin, we'll uh, let you go. People want to find out more. What can they do? Just go to fatguysatthemovies.com. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right. We always do a topic uh, this time every Friday after we talk to Kevin. So today, uh, 513-749-7800, the big one, or go to the TalkBack uh, app on the iHeart radio app. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Best movie about the military in honor of our veterans today. And I I, hesitate, I didn't want to say war movie because that limits it because there are other <laughs> movies about the military. But, you know, certainly you can say best um movie about a war movie and of course that's always going to be saving private ryan but anything about the military that struck you would love to hear your uh your take on that 513-749-7800 the big one or hit up talk back on the iheart radio app but now our news news radio 700 wlw news traffic and weather news radio 700 wlw cincinnati They say it should be the team's top priority with the 5 o'clock report. I'm Jack Crumley, breaking now. The Players Union calling it a safety issue, the push to get rid of the turf at places like Paycor Stadium. The NFL Players Association is stepping up the pressure on the league to replace the turf in six stadiums where they say research shows players are much more likely to get hurt. Bengal Stadium is on that list. So is New Orleans, where Jamar Chase was hurt. Union says player safety should be the league's top priority, and they don't understand why the owners would object. Michael Thomas is a Bengals player rep. He was the guest on the Athletics. Hear that podcast growling this week. I don't think that's a huge ask for all of us to galvanize and use our collective voice to come behind. And I don't think ownerships, you know, because they don't want to lose star players either. You know, they don't want to lose any of the players. They don't want guys missing time because of... That if that's something that we can agree upon, then I think that's a conversation we need to have and it needs to be made a priority. Thomas tells the Athletics, Paul Dater Jr. and Jay Morris that he thinks the league should mandate that all teams have to install the same type of turf, whether that's grass or a safer form of synthetic. I'm Brian Coltons, News Radio 700 WLW. 
the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screening save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. A broken down is blocking the left lane north 75 past Sharon Road. Things are slow from out of Lachlan. Crews continue to work on the overturned vehicle on the north side of the AA between 709 and Alexandria Pike. Heavy delays continue there. There are accidents Mount Carmel Tabasco Road at Clough Pike, Silly Road west of 128, and Race Street at Green. North 75 traffic slows between Kyle's Lane and the Cut in the Hill. Southbound steady Glendale Milford Road to Galbraith, then between Ezard Charles and the Cut in the Hill. South 71 stop and go between the Ronald Reagan and Red Bank. Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Industry Weather Center. Ever wonder what visiting the dentist without fear would feel like? Learn about the advanced industry difference at NoFearDentist.com. Tonight, a chance of rain at daybreak, a morning low at 35. Now, our Saturday, rain and snow at times through about noon. A coating on the grass melts on the roads, a high at 39. At night, a few more scattered flurries, a low at 27. Then Sunday, mostly sunny and 41. From your severe weather station, I'm nine first warning. Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio 700 WLW. Radar shows mainly clouds in the tri-state do have 58 degrees right now. A man is dead after a crash on Harrison Avenue in Westwood. Stretch of road that neighbors have been complaining about to city council for years. 50-year-old Ramon McNeil lost control in the curve near Robert Avenue, went off the road and hit a pole. People who live along that stretch have been asking for stepped-up traffic enforcement and other measures to try to slow drive down. A veteran has been chosen to flip the switch, opening Coney Island's Knights of Lights holiday show coming up at 5.30. So just a half hour, Marine Sergeant Gary Call will turn on the two million lights, opening the drive through show that attracts big crowds every year. Call's a Vietnam vet who earned two Purple Hearts during his service. Any veteran who comes to see the show this weekend will get $5 off admission with a valid military ID. The comedian Gallagher has died at the age of 76. Oh, or is not a dice, or is not a chopper and a hover, what in the hell could it possibly be? TMZ reported his death this morning. That trademark sledgematic routine had him smashing various foods, notably watermelons, sending him to big fame in the 1980s. Also, passing away today. I am vengeance. I am the night. Conroy, considered the defining voice of Batman for several generations, playing him in a variety of cartoons on TV and movies and video games since the early 1990s. Kevin Conroy was 66 years old. On Wall Street today, the Dow ending up 32 points, the Nasdaq up 209, and the S&P up 37. Let's take a look at sports now. Here's the segment. 700 WLW. Sports. College football tonight at Neverett Stadium. It's East Carolina taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. 700 WLW's coverage, 730 after sports talk. High school football, Ohio Regional Semifinals, Indiana Regional Championship Games, and the Kentucky Playoffs continue tonight. Coverage at 6 for the Cincinnati Children's Hospital High School Football Tonight Show, presented by Cincinnati Children's, changing the outcome together on Fox Sports 1360. College basketball tonight, Montana and Xavier at 730 on 55KRC. Duquesne versus Kentucky at 7 on ESPN. 1530 and high school soccer this afternoon. Seton defeats Strongsville 1-0 as the Seton girls win the state division one soccer championship.
Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. I'm Jack Crumley. Our next update at 530. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples is a one-stop destination for shipping supplies like boxes, mailers, and packing filler to services like UPS shipping. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services at Staples. Offer valid in U.S. Staples Stores through 1231. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Do you hear what I hear? It's the sound of exclusive offers mailing from the Valpac Holiday Workshop. This November, Valpac... A keyword on our website. Win. That's win. Enter it now. Back on the Eddie and Rocky Show. Rock's not here. He'll be back on Monday. Jason Williams from the Enquirer, Cincinnati.com. And and, uh, again, saluting veterans today... Uh, talking about our movie topic for Friday at this time is best mil- uh, movie about the military. And I say war movie. Of course, you know, war movies are included. But I was trying to think of anything scattered around about the military that somebody could come up with. Uh, 513-749-7800. The big one or hit up the iHeart app for the talkback feature. Let's get right to your calls. And uh, thanks for holding. Let's go to Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, happy Veterans Day, gentlemen. Cheers. As a former submarine officer, I got to go with The Hunt for Red October. You know, that's a movie I've never seen, and I've everybody's always like, you, and everybody, as soon as I say that, goes, you haven't seen The Hunt Gene for Hatton. Red October? <laughs> yeah. the, the, the biggest reason, me, is that the Navy got in bed uh, with, uh, with Hollywood, so actual Navy. That's naval personnel were involved, so it was technically sound. Still based on Top book, but it, it was it was right on. In fact, it came on the heels of Top Gun, so it was very common for us at the submarine base to wear hats called Bottom Gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was it living on a submarine, man? I'm just, just real quick. You get you get to learn to get along with people very well, but it's an all volunteer force. So even though you join the Navy voluntarily, you have to you can't be forced to be on a submarine. So you get everybody there that really? wants to be there, and it's everything about a fraternity, and it's all about the mission. Why can you not be forced to be on a submarine? It's it's an all volunteer service because of the yeah. of the rigors, the claustrophobia possibility, I was say, being trapped and just in not being able to be in an environment for two to three months at a time without even surfacing. Wow, never seeing yeah. And thanks, and, your, and, yeah, thanks, thanks you. and thanks, Mike. Thanks for your service. Never even thought of that, man. But like to be underwater for two months. I didn't know. But I, I, it makes sense that it's all volunteer because you can't just like you. You're going on the submarine thing. Um, I can't be in a in a room without freaking out. Well, sorry about your luck. You're going. You're going underwater in the darkness for two months. For two so months. <laughs> go get him, buddy. Hey, uh, Joe. Thanks for holding, buddy. What do you have? Hey, good afternoon. Actually, evening now. Um, you mentioned Band of Brothers. Um, or actually, um, Saving Private Ryan, which led me to Band of Brothers, which was technically uh, yeah. a miniseries. Yep. But it was it written, um, directed a- by Tom Hanks and Spielberg. And a lot of the same camera angles and everything, in my opinion, it's just top-notch when it comes to military movies or miniseries. You know what, uh, Joe? That's the that's a, that's a one of those everybody has one of those, I want to go back and watch that. Because I always heard that. I've seen parts of one or two. But, man, and what I saw was great. But I've always heard that was outstanding. 
and you know, it's been 20 years since it came out, and really the cool part of it was is a lot of the WW2 vets were still around. You know, they'd go ahead and, you know, kind of um, go to live narratives and interviews throughout the miniseries where you get to hear firsthand accounts of, of the guys that were actually yeah. uh, portrayed within the miniseries. So totally awesome. Thanks for taking my call. And, and thank you, Joe. Let's get to Kyle in Independence. Kyle, what do you have? Oh, uh, I'd say Apocalypse Now is my favorite for sure. Uh, you know what, man? Was, uh, you are talking my language. That really is, for me, certainly top five, if not one. <laughs> That's That movie is so freaking good. I mean, it's about as long as the Titanic, but uh, Marlon Brando <laughs> yeah, there and is that. Charlie Sheen, they kill it. Or uh, Martin Sheen. Martin, yeah, yeah. yeah. That opening scene with Martin Sheen in that hotel room with the doors playing in the background while he's like in his tidy whities doing like kung fu and stuff is that's just okay. I'm watching. <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. It is, it, it, yep. It's uh. That, have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. Oh my god! It's, I've never seen Apocalypse Now. Honest to God. The most intense movie you'll ever see, and I ain't lying. Might have to, might have to watch it then. Um, do it on my recommendation. Don't watch it with your kids. Yes, hey, uh, that, that, that's good <laughs> advice, Ed. Hey, uh, hey, Tom, what's going on with you, buddy? Thanks for calling. How are you tonight? Good, man. What's going on? Well, I... Uh, Jumped in right away. I was like stripes, of course, you know. I'm like that kind of guy. Yeah, but there you go. Um, that is good. Yeah. yeah, yep. And then and then the big red one is as far as intense ones is also a very intense uh uh island fighting movie from I believe it's World War Two. Yeah, it's um it's I've pretty good. See, but I've never seen that one, about, but I've heard it's oh my god freaking awesome. It is big yeah, red one. Big Red One. The big yeah. Red One. Yeah. Yes. Had a lot of young actors. You'll recognize a ton of guys in it. But the one I wanted to bring up is one that I wasn't supposed to see at all. I got, you know, stuck taking a gal to the movies back in the day. And we went to see a movie called Coming Home. Yes. And it was Jane Fonda, John Voight, and Bruce yeah. Dern. Yep. And the last time I saw Bruce Dern, he was killing uh, John Wayne and, and the Cowboys, and I hated it. Yep. And so I went to see this movie and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not my kind of thing, but it, it touched me. It really did. It was pretty intense about coming, uh, you know, disabled Amer um, Vietnam vet. And then yeah. Bruce Stern is an act active duty soldier that comes back. And it's, it's a really, it's a really deep movie. And it's really good. You know what, Tom? And, and thanks for calling. But uh, that's one of those movies I was thinking about not too long ago. I was like, shoot, I saw that movie when it came out. I was a kid. Why I went to see that movie. I was, you know, not like high school. But it was, it's really good. Like tear jerking? 
Yeah, big yeah. time. And I was always a big giant Bruce Dern fan. So, did you see it at the drive drive in? No, I think I went with my brother probably. Let's talk to um, shoot. Let's talk to Pete in Lebanon. Pete, thanks for calling, buddy. What do you have? Hey guys, I got two Vietnam movies. They're both. They don't shed a good light on war in the Vietnam War. Uh, Deer Hunt is one of them. That's pretty intense, it, even though it wasn't fully filmed in Vietnam. And another one nobody knows about is The Boys in Company C. That is a stressful, heartbreaking, riveting movie. You ever heard of it? I have. I have heard of it. I've never seen it. It's like one of the first Vietnam movies made way back in, I don't know, early 80s. Yeah. But it's, 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 you talk about apocalypse now and how intense. This one is just as intense. And it's a little-known movie. I, I don't know. Back in the old days of cable, I caught it. See, all right, Pete. Well, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to seek that my, out. Because my dad, yeah. I just remember that title. I remember because my dad was like, uh, or he, I, don't, I don't think he still is, but I don't know. He went through a phase where he was a, in a, it was a big military war movie buff. And so right. and it, like, there was that Vietnam genre movies that he really watched all of them. And I didn't watch any of them because I was too, too young. Let's talk to uh, Mark about it. Mark? Your movies, are talking about military movies, what do you have? We were soldiers. Uh, Mel Gibson. Battle. Mel Gibson, uh, right? Mel Gibson, the stories that General Moore and uh, Galloway uh, wrote a book about. And I'm sorry I'm choking up, but in 92, I was a young major at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas for a course. And there was a thousand of us in this course, and General Moore and Galloway were there to talk. And I don't think there was a dry eye when they were done. Thousand majors with tears. Wow. He knew everyone that he lost in that battle by name. And so when I saw the movie, in the credits, I, I was gone. I was gone. Absolutely spot on. The movie was spot on to the book. It told the story accurately, and it was incredible. Incredible movie. All right, Mark. Uh, thanks for thanks, sharing Mark. that with us. Let's uh, go to... Uh, we'll take more of your calls coming up. Everybody on hold, please hang. Uh, Travis, Mark, Brian, Dave... Terry, uh, we're going to try to get you all on, but now we go to traffic. What is going on, Rob? From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screening save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. There is a broken down on northbound 75 past Sharon Road. Looks like they've got it off the highway. Looking at close to a 10-minute delay yet from out of Lachland. Uh, broken down blocking the left lane westbound 275 at Colerain Avenue. That's causing a slowdown there. And uh, an accident Mount Carmel Tabasco Road at Clough Pike. Still working on the overturned vehicle on the southbound or the northbound side of the double A between 709 and Alexandria Pike. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Scattered showers still possible. The low of 34 for tomorrow. Uh, clouds 
Morning rain with maybe some snow showers mixed in. The high of 37. It's 57 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Some served from the deck of a ship or a cockpit or behind a computer screen. But all swore an oath to protect our nation and our way of life. On this Veterans Day, we thank you. 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Red Pilled America. Are algorithms controlling our life? Find out this week on Red Pilled America. You can find Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. That's Red Pilled America, a storytelling show. Hop in your sleigh and dash to Rising Sun for the 8th Annual Christmas Casino at Rising Star Casino. Tees and guarantees. And Tara loves that now she's got access to the top designers and all the latest ring styles. Over 4,000 choices. The picture that she's captured on Instagram. They show me that picture. I don't have just one option for them. I have plenty. And we're going to hit it out of the park every single time. I'm not only getting the customers exactly what they want style-wise, but the price is going to be unbeatable, without a doubt, hands down. And unlike the other stores, Tara's not working on commission at Genesis, so less stress for everyone. I'm not putting pressure on the customer to purchase because no one's putting pressure on me to sell. I have the freedom to make it a personal experience for them. Genesis Diamonds and Luxury Pre-Owned Rolexes on Montgomery Road. Give Robert Jones Plumbing a call for all your plumbing needs. The world's friendliest plumbers, Robert Jones Plumbing. These days, you're trying to squeeze everything you can out of each penny. We've got something better. Inflation compensation. Listen every hour from 9 a.m. through 5 p.m. weekdays for your chance to win a thousand bucks on 700 WLW. Here's another truth from Life Center. Age or medical conditions don't prevent you from registering to become a donor. That's right. Anybody has the opportunity to save and heal lives as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Register today at lifepassiton.org. Back with Eddie and Jason Williams in for Rocky today. We're talking, as we do on Friday about this time, a movie topic. And we're talking about movies about the military and want to get right to your calls. Hey, Travis, what do you have, buddy? Thanks for holding. Hey, no problem. Thanks, guys, and good evening. Um, great movie growing up when I was a kid um, was Memphis Bell. Um, it's a, I think it came out in 1990. It, it, it's kind of a fictional movie, but it's based on a real B-17 bomber uh, about their final mission. And Memphis Bell, that was really, and that dropped one of the bombs on uh, Japan. No, no, that was a B-29 bomber uh, yeah, um, a little I, bit later in the war. But yeah, I just it, remember Memphis Bell though. Yeah, it's definitely something to look up. It's you know it's early '90s. I mean you know the the. Uh, the effects in it aren't that great, but still for that time as a kid, you see that and it just sparks something for me. I couldn't believe these guys would, you know, get up in these airplanes and have flak blowing up around them and right. to do this every day. And then to think about it being your final mission, I, I couldn't imagine what would go on through your mind. Like, I just want to get home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah exactly, Travis. And thanks, man. Let's get to uh, Mark right quick. Mark, what do you have? Hello, Mark. Mark's gone. Let's talk to Brian. Brian, thanks for holding. What do you have? Hey, Eddie. Jason, what's going on? You hey, tell man. us, brother. What about Enemy at the Gates? 
That's another movie guys, I've always heard about but never have seen. Oh, man, it's a great sniper movie. It, it, it's it's kind of slow, but it's, it's, I don't know. Every time it comes on, I have to watch it. Who's in who's 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 in it? Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, is it is it Leonardo DiCaprio? And well, um, and well, Brian, we got to get going. But I think if somebody look it up. Gates? I want to say it's Christian Bale. Oh, okay. But so I'm not sure about that. Speaking well, of, uh, I'll go ahead. Coming up. Speaking of enemy at the gate, he's <laughs> oh, hanging out right now. Our, our good friend John Matteris <laughs> is coming up after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Midterm race is still being decided with the 530 report. I'm Sean Gallagher breaking now. Three states will determine which party has control of the U.S. Senate. Nevada is one of them where votes are still being counted in what is a tight contest. Ninety percent of votes in Nevada have been counted, but there is still work to be done. Most of Nevada's voters are in Clark County around Las Vegas and registrar voters. Joe Gloria says they've got ballots still arriving in the mail. Right now, based on what we saw in the vault this morning, we've got a little over 50,000 ballots that still need to be counted. In the Senate race, Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto is currently trailing Republican Adam Laxalt by about 9,000 votes or less than 1%. Alex Stone, EBC News. Arizona, another state with Senate and gubernatorial races that are too close to call as hundreds of thousands of ballots are still being counted. In the Senate race, Democratic incumbent Mark Kelly leads Republican Blake Masters by just over 124,000 votes. Democratic nominee Katie Hobbs, Arizona's current Secretary of State, leading Kerry Lake by a slimmer march and just under 27,000 votes. Lake, the GOP nominee, is a 2020 election denier who has aligned herself with former President Trump. Georgia's Senate race headed to a December 6th runoff. That could determine control of the Senate. Looking at the House, Republicans projected to have a slim majority, but close to two dozen races have yet to be decided. Now the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, lung cancer screenings save lives. If you're 50 or older and have a history of smoking, call UC Health at 513-584-LUNG. That's 513-584-LUNG. They've moved the broken down out of the way, North 75 past Sharon Road. Still looking at about a 10-minute recovery delay from out of Lachland. A broken down blocks the left lane westbound 275 before Colerain Avenue. A slowdown there and an accident in Mount Carmel Tabasco Road at Clough Pike. Lighter than usual highway traffic this evening on this Veterans Day. Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700, WLW. Tonight, a chance of rain or snow at daybreak. A 7 a.m. temperature at 35. The rest of our Saturday, rain and snow through noon. Melts on contact, but visibility could be an issue. A high at 39. At night, a chance of flurries and a low at 27. Then Sunday, some sun and a high of 41. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio 700. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.